When you're finished with today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is John Lynch. I want to thank you for always having my back. In 1993, when I was a rookie, you had my back. 11 years later, when I left Tampa and went to Denver, I came back in my very first year. I will never, ever forget the reception that you gave to me and to my family. You always supported our community endeavors, our foundation. You supported us every step of the way. Linda and I cannot thank you enough. That culminated when I was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And where was it? The Super Bowl was in Tampa. I will never forget when they introduced all of the 2021 class, the reception you again gave me. That was so heartwarming and it's representative of what you guys have always done for me. And that's held me uh, in the highest regard and you've always had my back. I can't thank you enough. You'll be with me in spirit if you aren't here in Canton. Thank you so very much. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buck Nation? Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison. On Twitter, at Harrison82. The show at Locked On Bucks. My co-host, James Yarko, at JRK underscore Bucks, is in Tampa for training camp this week. So he is not here for this episode as he was finishing his travels hopefully arriving safely there in the great city of Tampa, Florida. That voice you heard at the beginning of this episode, of course, or one of the voices you heard at the beginning of this episode, of course, was John Lynch with his message to Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, that of that video courtesy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from their YouTube page. Make sure you check that out if you haven't already. We're going to talk some more about the Hall of Fame inductee, some Hall of Fame highlights. We're going to talk about uh, some preseason action, what it means for the first week of the NFL season. Uh, but first, guys, we got to start today's episode with some bad news, as I'm sure many of you have heard, some of you may have not heard, that Bobby Bowden, former head coach of the Florida State Seminoles, did pass away on Sunday from pancreatic cancer, passing away on Sunday, August 8th, 2021. Coach Bowden, second all-time in Division I wins and second all-time in bowl wins, started his head coach run with the Florida State Seminoles with a 5-6 and six record his first year as the head coach. By the time he was finished, though, Florida State wouldn't have another losing season under Coach Bowden. They would make 28 straight bowl game appearances, finish in the top five every year for 14 straight seasons at one point, and won the national championships in 1993 and 1999. When Jimbo Fisher took over for Bowden in 2010, he said Bowden was, quote, one of the finest gentlemen and coaches to ever walk the sideline, end quote. Bobby Bowden's son, Terry Bowden, said in a statement, quote, my father passed away peacefully early this morning with all six of his children and my mother here by his side. I couldn't have asked for a better personal mentor than my father. He was a wonderful husband and father who relied on his strong Christian faith to provide the foundation for his life. I also was fortunate to be raised by a football coach who had a reputation for coaching the right way his entire career. He was admired by everyone who played for him or coached against him. End quote. And that sentiment fell all around social media and the landscape of football fandom analysts, former players, 
all sending their wishes out to the Bowden family and remembering Coach Bowden. And listen, this is one of those times where it, even if you're a Florida Gator fan, I think this is the time you have to tip your cap uh, to one of the best to ever do it in this business and recognize what Coach Bowden meant for the game and what he meant, obviously, for Florida State specifically. But my, me, myself, I'm a born and raised Buckeye fan. My father raised me to be a Buckeye fan. But you have to respect and appreciate what Coach Bowden meant to the game. Florida State University President John Thrasher also released a statement saying, quote, Florida State University has lost a legend in the passing of Bobby Bowden. On behalf of everyone at FSU, Gene and I extend our deepest condolences to Ann and the Bowden family. Coach Bowden built a football dynasty and raised the national profile of Florida State University, and he did it with class and a sense of humor. While he leaves an incredible legacy as one of the best football coaches in collegiate history, he also will be remembered for his great faith, his love of family, and his mentorship of countless young people. He will be profoundly missed. End quote. Many former Seminoles took to social media on Sunday, including Deion Sanders and former Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston, who didn't play for Bowden but did write on Twitter, quote, Today we say farewell to an all-time legend. His impact goes far beyond the game of football as he has helped change the lives of so many. Thank you for making FSU what it is today. His legacy will continue to live on forever. Robert Kleckler Bowden, Bobby Bowden, passing away on Sunday, August 8, 2021 at 91 years old. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner, take, all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That also is unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Back now for seven two here at the Locked On Bucks Podcast. David Harrison kicking off the week on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host and good friend James Jarko there in Tampa, Florida with a lot of you fine folks taking in training camp for us. We will hear from him later on in the week. And, uh, you know, you never want to start off an episode, start off a week with uh, with bad news like we just had to share in segment one. Uh, but just like every other episode where we have to do that sort of thing, we do have to move on. And not everything is sad. And and uh, there is some good news out there in the world and some, some celebrations also happening on Sunday for some very significant football figures. Uh, of course, John Lynch, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety uh, fan favorite for all time and all life Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting enshrined officially into the Hall of Fame as a part of the class of 2021. Of course, another player getting enshrined with him, a John Lynch finishing his contract or finishing his career with the Denver Broncos. Another player who finished with the Denver Broncos, quarterback Peyton Manning. And I, I think everybody pretty much expected it, guys. Peyton Manning had be- definitely had one of the more entertaining speeches, if not the most entertaining speech of the entire weekend. So I wanted to share with you uh, a few highlights, including one involving your quarterback, Tom Brady. Well, I was playing for the Colts. There were just a few seconds on the play clock, and we needed the ball snapped quickly. I would yell, hurry, hurry, to my center, Jeff Saturday, and he would immediately snap me the ball. 
Well, I got to tell you, there you go. Tonight's speech is an all-time hurry, hurry. The 2021 induction class wants to thank those previous inductees who gave long-winded acceptance speeches, forcing us to have a whopping six minutes to recap our football careers. I want to give a special thanks to my old rival, Ray Lewis, for being here tonight. Ray just finished giving his speech that he started in 2018. Next year, accepted speeches will probably shrink to four minutes. And speaking of rivals, my good friend Tom Brady is here tonight. By the time he is inducted, By the time Tom Brady is inducted in his first year of eligibility in the year 2035, he'll only have time to post his acceptance speech on his Instagram account. The legendary John Madden says that the Hall of Fame busts whisper to each other at night. And it's actually true. My son Marshall and I have heard it. But I also think that they run plays at night. They scrimmage. They throw a little seven on seven. The other night I had a dream that I was in one of those scrimmages. The other team's coaches were Vince Lombardi and Paul Brown. My coaches, Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. That's right, a cowboy and a Steeler working together only in Canton, Ohio. We were on the 50-yard line with only three seconds left in the game. Coach Cower called a running play. I said, Coach, I'm going to have to audible. Omaha. I called, a ba I called a pass play. My bus faked a handoff to Barry Sanders. I threw a 20-yard break-in route to Michael Irvin, right as Deacon Jones and Ray Nitschke hit me at the same time. Irvin, as he was getting tackled by Ronnie Lott, then lateraled to Steve Largent, who was in a foot race down the sideline with Daryl Green and Lim Barney. The savvy Largent, knowing he couldn't win a foot race with Daryl Green, then lateral back to Lance Allworth, who dove into the end zone for the game-winning score. Now, yesterday, it was just a dream, but tonight, it's reality. All right, guys, once again, that was Peyton Manning and some highlights. And uh, look, if you, if you didn't see it live, go to the NFL YouTube channel. They do have all the speeches up. You can see Tom Brady while he's getting partially cheered, partially booed, kind of looks around and he goes, what's up with that? What did I do? Like, you know, what, what did he do to deserve such hate? Um, of course, we didn't catch it. Tom Brady kind of joked that the reason he he took the trip to Canton uh, for Peyton's enshrinement was to make sure that Peyton was really gone, that he had to play him again. So uh, two two characters, two com uh, two comedians in their craft. And listen, if, if Peyton is correct and Tom Brady's getting enshrined in 2035, uh, that means that he's not retiring until, what, 2030, 2031, uh, whatever the math is on that. And I, by my estimation, I tweeted this out too, I think the Buccaneers, that means they got about, I don't know, five Super Bowls left ahead of them. And at some point, they're probably going to trade Kyle Trask for a second-round draft pick. You know, like they like they tend to do with Tom Brady backup. So hey, I mean that's that's good news for Buccaneers fans. Uh, but some more good news for Buccaneers fans is uh, number forty seven on your program, number one in your heart, safety John Lynch, Super Bowl champion, also went into the hall. And in case you missed it, uh, here I'm I'm just going to share with you his entire speech again, courtesy of NFL.com through their YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting John Lynch for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
Jake Lynch. Thank you, Jake. Such an honor to have you as my presenter. Thank you, Herm. What a humbling honor. First, let me say, nothing about my Hall of Fame journey has been easy. I waited eight years as a finalist, and then David Baker tells me I'm following Peyton Manning. Thanks a lot, David. Peyton and the rest of our 2021 class, congratulations. What a privilege to be inducted into this brotherhood the Pro Football Hall of Fame with all of you. As everyone up here will attest, it takes a lot of belief to get to this stage. However, belief is not something that simply happens. It has to be nurtured a million times over. A note, a pat on the back, a piece of advice, coaching. These are the things that foster belief in ourselves. Today, I will recognize those who have done this for me. I would not be here today if not for one person, my wife and my best friend, Linda Lynch. I met Linda in the seventh grade in our hometown of San Diego. Linda, you have inspired me as a man, a father, a husband, and a leader. For 15 years as an NFL player and nine years with the NFL on Fox, Linda wrote a note to me that I read before every single game. She didn't ever miss one. Her notes always calmed me, focused me, and drove me to be my best self. Babe, I, know, I love you more than you will ever know, and I'm so thankful and grateful to share this life-changing moment with you. Our four amazing children, Jake, Lindsay, Lily, and Leah, each one of you, in your own special way, has provided me inspiration that cannot be described even with the full definition of love. My pride in each of you is endless. I hope that I have helped you grow your belief in yourself the way you have for me. My parents, John and Kathy, your standards and expectations were always high, your love always unconditional. The Catholic faith that you instilled in me and blessed me with is my guiding light. Where would I be without it? Where would I be without both of you? Mom and Dad, I'm truly grateful and I love you. My sister and brother, Kara and Ryan, you have always supported me. Please know where you live in my heart. I went to Stanford University as a quarterback and a baseball player. After two years as a number two quarterback, I was tired of that. I decided the best way for me to get on the football field was to convert to safety. I want to thank the late, great Denny Green for guiding me through this life-altering decision. Later that year, I was drafted in the second round of the Major League Baseball draft by the Florida Marlins and believed that baseball was going to be my future. Enter the late, great Bill Walsh. Coach Walsh had returned to Stanford as our head coach in 1992 when Coach Green accepted the head, head job for the Minnesota Vikings. One day I received a call from Bill 
Hey, John, this is Bill Walsh. I've been studying our defense last year, and John, you were our best defensive player. Shocked, I said to him, Coach, with all due respect, I played safety for one year and I played half the snaps. How can you possibly arrive at that opinion? He said simply, the film. I watched it and you can be a Pro Bowl safety in the NFL. Well, when I returned to school in true Bill Welsh fashion, he not only told me, he showed me. He showed me a tape of me making a play, then perhaps a play of perhaps the greatest safety of all time, Ronnie, Ronnie Lott, making a similar play. There are only five plays on that tape, but after watching it, I was all in. Coach Walsh, you gave me the confidence to follow my heart to an NFL career. Without you, I'm not standing on this stage today. Peter Goskey, you were more than just someone who trained me. You taught me how to outwork my competition. That gave me the mental and physical edge. There were so many other coaches who were indispensable to my success. Monty Kiffin, John Gruden, Rod Marinelli, and Mike Tomlin among them. One special human being who saw something in me before I saw it in myself is my co-presenter Herm Edwards. Herm had a vision for the way I should play the safety position. He encouraged me to play with the passion, the joy, physicality, and instincts that define my game. Herm, you were also the first to tell me that I could have a bus someday in Canton, but only if I believed it. We're here, Herm. <laughs> Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy had such a profound, profound impact on me on and off the field. This is a true story. In his first meeting as a head coach of the Buccaneers, he said to us, our job is to win championships here in Tampa. But if that's all we do, we will not have done enough. He went on to talk about the responsibility we had to give back to our community. Tony, I thank you for being the man that you are. A sincere thank you to the Glazer family and everyone at the Buccaneers for making my first 11 years in the NFL so meaningful and helping us to bring a world championship to Tampa with Super Bowl 37. To the late great owner, Pat Bolin, a true Hall of Famer, to the Bullen family, Mike Shanahan, and everybody at the Denver Broncos, thanks for giving me such a great landing spot to play the final four years of my career. Now, over the last four seasons, I've had the honor to serve as the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. Thank you to Kyle Shanahan, to Jed York, and the entire York family for having the faith in me that you do. Rondé Barber, your time's coming, man. You're gonna be here. Mike Allstott, Champ Bailey, Rod Smith. These are just a few of the great players that I was blessed to call teammates. There are so many to acknowledge, but two guys back here had my, had my back from day one. Together, we forged an unbreakable bond, and I'm overjoyed to join you two in Canton. Before concluding, I want to state the National Football League is the greatest metaphor for life that I've ever known. It challenges each and every one of us who plays this great game in every way possible. Everything about the game is hard and tests your will. It compels every man who puts on a uniform to not only do their best, but to be their best. In football, we quickly discover that we're only as strong as our weakest link. And if we're to achieve the goals that we set for ourselves, we must all learn to play together and pull together. Each of us comes from a different walk of life, but when we huddle up, 
we huddle up as a team. It doesn't matter where we come from or your background. All that matters is the fulfillment of one goal, victory. Tonight, I advocate that we take the lead of football and huddle up as a people, as a great nation. Let's find the common ground through our shared values. Let's celebrate and learn from our differences. Derek Brooks from Pensacola, Florida. Warren Sapp from Apopka, Florida. And John Lynch from Solana Beach, California have. So too can all of you. Thank you to David Baker, to Ira Kaufman and the Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee, my beautiful family, dear friends, coaches, teammates, and all of the fans. I love you. As my journey illustrates, one person can make a difference. I encourage each and every one of you to be that person who provides someone else with the belief that they too can be great. May God bless you all. Thank you. Guys, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor? For example, I just got me an order of Rocky Road Built Bars. Can't wait to try. Wait, can't wait to try those out. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. My favorite of their standard flavors, mint brownie, but strawberry is also available right now for a limited time. I think for the summer, so you know I love that as well. Plenty of flavors out there. If you haven't tried them yet, you can get yourself a mixed box. You'll get two of the standard nine flavors, so you can kind of figure out what your taste buds like which ones they don't necessarily like as much, go from there. Because not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of these bars have 17 grams of protein with just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order yours today. Get your mint brownie or whatever your taste buds prefer. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's LOCK15 at Built.com for 15% off. The best tasting protein bar you will ever try. Today's episode also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, right around the corner. Prop bets, future bets, in-game bets, all of it. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next contest, head to BetOnline.ag. Get your sign-up bonuses, your contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to BetOnline.ag get a fifty and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back now for segment three of the Locked On Bucks podcast, kicking off this week on Monday. David Harrison here with you at dharrison82 on Twitter. The show at Locked On Bucks. My co-host and partner in crime, James Jarko, there in Tampa with you, with with a lot of you, not all of you, but with a lot of you there in Tampa, Florida. Uh, find him on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode, guys, with a question from Twitter from the real Ian Hylock. Not sure if I said the name correctly there, Ian. If I didn't, please feel free to, to uh, correct me. That's at Ian, I-A-N underscore Hylock, H-Y-L-O-K, who wrote in, Locked on Bucks, do you think that the Dallas Cowboys playing an extra preseason game before opening night help or hurt their chances of winning in week one? Uh, and, and I appreciate the question, first of all, Ian. And if, if you guys have questions, by all means, send them in to uh, the Locked on Bucks Twitter account. DM either James or I at either GMs, James or I, uh, and we'll answer those. Or you can call into the voicemail line, which I will leave the number for at the end of this episode. But Ian, we appreciate the question. And, and listen, here's, here's my answer. And honestly, my answer is neither. I don't think it helps them. I don't think it hurts them. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't hurt them, right? I mean, more, more snaps, more reps, more contact is never going to hurt anybody uh, unless there's an injury, unless there is a major injury. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys specifically. Like I know for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Dwayne Haskins took some reps. 
Mason Rudolph took some reps, and Ben Roethlisberger's got a history of injury. So, I mean, those reps could come back to be beneficial for those quarterbacks. Najee Harris, who they expect to get a lot of contribution from, got seventeen or seven carries rather for 22 yards. So that's a plus, obviously. I mean, Chase Claypool came down uh, with a pretty solid stat line given that it's a preseason game. So, I mean, when you're talking about teams that have a lot of injury history, then perhaps you could see that benefit there. But really, at the end of the day, Playing the Hall of Fame game, the idea is just to come out of it without your star players injured, right? And a lot of teams, what do they do to prevent their star players from being injured in the Hall of Fame game? Well, they simply just don't play them, right? That's that's pretty much what most of these teams end up doing. And, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers really weren't that different. I mean, Dak Prescott's certainly not playing. Not only is he coming off of a, a very bad leg injury, but he's also got a strained, like, shoulder blade area muscle uh, can't remember exactly what it's called but you know on his throwing side so that's problematic so you look at who played in this game first of all from quarterback standpoint right the, the most important position on the entire field the quarterback position Garrett Gilbert 9 of 13 104 yards Cooper Rush uh, 8 of 13 for 70 yards Ben DiNucci 7 for 17 89 yards and in interception yikes Ben DiNucci if the Dallas Cowboys I mean let's be honest yeah, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci, they all just got some more reps, 17 pass attempts for Ben, 13 for the others. They got some game experience. They got some game speed. But but if Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, or Ben DiNucci are stepping on the field as a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's over. And, I mean, nothing is a sure thing, but that's about as sure thing as you're going to get in the National Football League. This defense going up against that quarterback, I don't care who your weapons are, it's just not going to happen. And I know the Buccaneers' history – against backup quarterbacks and someone's going to at me and say, Oh, that's disrespectful. Don't, don't, you know, underestimate the backup quarterback. And yes, you're right. You know, again, the any given Sunday mantra and all that stuff, but I just don't see this team led by Tom Brady, led by this defense losing to a, to a team like the Dallas Cowboys with such a porous defense already a questionable offensive line being led at quarterback by either Gilbert rush or Danucci. Then you look at, you know, the running back position, the only one, who really could be considered, you know, uh, an option to really contribute during the regular season? Tony Pollard, two carries for nine yards. Zeke didn't get, didn't touch the ball, obviously. Receiving Cedric Wilson is like the first name that I really even know on this list. Noah Brown just from his Ohio State days. Johnny Dixon from his uh, Ohio State days. But none of these guys that you're seeing, Malik Turner, Aaron Parker, none of these guys are guys who are expected to contribute. And if they turn out to be kind of surprise gems, probably not going to happen in Week One. You know what I mean? Uh, on defense, it's the same story. Basically, that's kind of my point. Micah Parsons did go out there have three uh, three tackles himself. Keanu Neal, who we obviously know from his days with the Atlanta Falcons, now with the Cowboys, went out there, got a tackle. Oso Digizua, someone who we really liked during the draft process, got himself a tackle. But the the overall point is the same. That, yeah, what this is going to help, the, we're, the, the advantage of the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers honestly get in this is they get another tryout game for their depth players, for their practice squad guys, for their developmental guys. That's where the advantage comes in, and that's not going to help them week one. You know what I mean? Like, if if they go out and they saw something in Johnny Dixon uh, that you know maybe is going to help them in two or three years to help develop him into a better all around pro, that might help the Dallas Cowboys in three years. But that's not going to help them here. And honestly, I don't think any you're never going to hear a Hall of Fame uh, player, even a guy like you know uh, Drew Parsons, talk about how man if 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 it wasn't for that extra preseason game. Uh, my career wouldn't be what it is today. So I just I look at it as you know it, it, it's it's good for the young guys. It's good for the inexperienced guys to go out there, hit somebody, hit an opponent, uh, get some NFL speed type stuff going on, and and yeah, it can help them in the practices and all that stuff. And 
and everything. But as far as the week one Dallas Cowboys that you're going to see on the field against the week one Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no, I don't think there's any advantage. The only disadvantage would come if they lost a major piece of it. If a player, you know, if Jalen Smith, you know, would have gone in there for one of those three tackles or not Jalen Smith, uh, Michael Parsons and got injured. And obviously now you're missing your first round draft pick uh, for his rookie season because of it. But that's a risk you take at practice, you take it during every preseason game. Uh, so that's my answer to the question. Next time we have James on, maybe we can get his answer to that question. And if you have a question that you would like answered or take, or if you want to answer that question, if you disagree with me, you want to put me in my place and tell me I'm wrong, by all means, do so by calling at 813-444-5841. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what you're thinking. We'll get you on the show here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. Guys, it's going to do it for me. Now that you're done with this episode, go check out Locked on Bets. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. If you don't want to leave a voicemail, guys, send your questions into the Locked on Bucks Twitter account or email them to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. If you're in the Fantasy League, make sure you're downloading the Sleeper app. James is going to be sending some info out to all of you very, very shortly. Until the next time we speak, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind, and